everybody. Welcome back to another fantastic week of Nailed It with St. Joe. Hope you are doing well and just want to say thanks again for tuning in and listening. I want to give a big shout out to Mama D for, uh, from Pedals of Support for coming on as a guest last week on the show. Hopefully some of you uh, hopped over to her podcast, checked it out, listened to it, gave it a good old rating and uh, she joined a couple. Maybe some of you are coming over to my show. And so for the new listeners, I want to say welcome. You picked a great episode to jump into. Uh, today, I am lucky enough to have another guest. Uh, we met on a night when the moon was full. Wait a second, that's a different podcast. Um, but actually, this person has a wealth or a plethora, should I say, of knowledge with over 300 episodes released on a daily basis and another 100 episodes or more released each week. I'm very lucky to have snagged a little bit of time from a person who will never fit, never fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Please give a warm welcome to from the refilter podcast to the one and only keb thank you thank you wonderful to be here yeah you'll be here all week i will be here all week (laughs) what's up buddy not much man how are you i'm good i'm good so i mean a lot of things uh going on this week um seeing that you have a knowledge of sports what do you think about the golf uh, golf stuff that happened? I know golf's not your forte, but you know, well, uh, I'm, I play it poorly, right? Uh, but uh, if you're speaking of the PGA Tour and the Live Tour combining, um, right? I would be real pissed if I was one of those PGA guys that was kind of guilted into staying in the PGA Tour and I was mm-hmm. offered like a like a, a lot of money. To, right, to go like to Tiger live for, like Tiger, for example, who turned down eight hundred million dollars, it could have gone to live, and now it's kind of like okay. You know, I did see an article earlier today that it said that Tiger and Roy McIlroy will be rewarded for their loyalty, but I don't know if the PGA Tour is going to give them eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, no, I think they're going to do some kind of money, and I think it's going to be a very interesting and different. Uh, tour going forward, which it should be. It should be fun for the fans. It should be something interesting. And it's funny how it is going to turn into something that the fans can appreciate in a live-like tour. But, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun to see where it goes. Um, if, those two, if those two had gone to live, though, that w- might have been the end of the PGA Tour. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree. I think it may be the end for Jay Monahan. Uh, I, I do think that probably. him running it, I think it probably is going to be the end for him. Probably. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I feel bad for Rory. I mean, I know he's going to do good at the uh, RBC this week. And, um, you know, watching the press conference, boy, I've never seen somebody look so uncomfortable <laughs> at a press conference. But yeah, he, he was not happy. No, it is what it is, and he's sure. done. Uh, he has to do what he needs to do for that because he he stepped up to take that role. 
So sure. With that role, you got to take all those questions and he certainly did not want to do it, but um, yeah. it's interesting and a good sports week. Um, are you, a, do you watch hockey at all for the hey, Stanley I, Cup? I mean, I've watched it before. I know that they hit around a puck on ice, but uh, right. once in, in my house, the Pittsburgh Penguins have been eliminated from contention. Right. Uh, it it kind of goes off. I do know that Vegas is up 2 nothing. right? Right, right. Vegas has dominated the Panthers. I mean, the, the Panthers have looked like a high school team. Um, they scored one goal, and Vegas has scored 10. Well, correct and, me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Florida an eight seed? I believe that Florida was a low seed. I can't remember yeah. if they were eight, but... Um, I mean, they're making Florida look silly. Uh, they are, they are. Vegas is a good team, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Vegas is a really good team, and I mean, hockey is very fun to watch. And uh, if it's it, it's a good sport, and when it gets into the playoffs, um, it's really good. And uh, I have trouble following the puck, um, so, like so on it's TV. Funny. It's funny back that in you the say that. back right. in the nineties. They That's used right. they used to light the puck so you could find yep. it. Yep. I have trouble finding the puck now. When I go, I love going to the, you know, here in Jacksonville, the the right. the uh, minor league, uh, ECHL maybe, right. um, IHL maybe something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I like going to that because it's fun and they fight. And, That's um, right. And and my fifteen year old son, you know, likes to get up and guns every time they fight. It's hilarious. You should check right. it out but uh you know when you watch it on tv i mean it's like it's like today's nba to me you know which i find a highly ironic that both florida the florida panthers who play in miami and the miami heat were both low seeds that are both in the final that's right that is right and 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 the um the miami heat are i mean they lost at home the other night and right. uh, denver of course is, is doing i think denver's gonna win that series i, I think they're the better team um, well, well, they got arguably the best player in the NBA on their team, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but you, you got to respect what the Heat have done. Um, Absolutely. To, to to get up there, but I think um, you know a lot a lot of Denver fans may have been saying you know they they knew they're going to have a good team at the beginning of the year, but um, they were going to lose in the first round of the playoffs like they always do. But perhaps this is their year. They've never won it before. And uh, Miami's kind of arguably one of the better franchise run franchises in the NBA. But, yep. uh, but I think Denver might have too much for them. So I saw a stat the other day, which I found fascinating is that Pat Riley has been in 24% of every final. Yeah, that's done. <laughs> Can you, I mean, is yeah. that, isn't that phenomenal? Because yeah. as a player or a coach or an owner, if you break it down in the amount of games, it's twenty four percent of NBA yeah. finals. That that's phenomenal. Yeah. That yeah. to be associated with NBA finals and be in a quarter of all finals, I, I mean that that that's pretty impressive. Sure, uh, sure. I mean that says something. You know, he when when he was out in LA before he was, he was a coach um, with the Lakers, he he was a broadcaster. You mm-hmm. know, he, he he was a player and and. Sure. and and also, kind of to correlate with that, Eric Spolstra, who's the head coach of the Miami Heat, he started with the Heat organization as a video editor. Interesting. Yeah, and and now he's been. I mean, he's probably I don't know this for a fact, but I would he's one, if not the, the most tenured head coaches in the NBA. 
He's been there the longest. I would probably say that that is correct. They have, well, and good for the Heat. They have a player on their roster that is 40 years old. Haslam? Udonis Haslam. Yep. I got a bit bit of trivia. Guess where he went to high school for his freshman and sophomore year? Um, Is it somewhere in Jacksonville? Yeah, Wolfson High School, my alma mater. No kidding. Wow. Wow. he's He's a tad bit younger than I am, but. Yeah. Now he said that he is going to retire after this season, which I think is sure. 30, 32 years. I think he'll be in the league, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And good for him, which is great. Yeah. Which is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, of course, I have to ask you about this because this is by far the biggest story in Jacksonville is okay. the unveiling of the billion dollar stadium that they are building here. What was yeah. your impression of the renderings? And I, I mean, I know the common consensus of what everybody else thinks it looks like, but what do you? What is your? What is your opinion on what the new stadium is going to look like? Okay, I got a couple opinions on this. Yep. Okay. Yep. Number one, my opinions of the renderings are just like everybody else's. It looks pretty cool. You know, it'd be a it'd be a really cool thing to have here in Jacksonville. Not only mm-hmm. would it be a cool place for the Jags to play, it'd be a very cool place for Florida Georgia. Be mm-hmm. a very cool for uh, the Gator Bowl game, but it mm-hmm. would also attract games like the National Championship in college football. Mm-hmm. It would a- attract perhaps the ACC Championship game to be back here. Um, right. if, if those of you don't know, the ACC Championship game originally was in Jacksonville before it moved to Charlotte. And, and it would attract many, many, many big-time uh, concerts. You know, right. uh, I bet right. you Taylor Swift, which is arguably the, big, the biggest concert now, you know, all these big concerts will come here. Garth, um, you, you know, right. you, you name it, they, they, they would come here. Um, the renderings look absolutely fine, you know, but then right. again, so does the new, you know, Captain America comic book. Um, <laughs> right. You, right. Know, you know, so, but knowing what I know about Jacksonville and knowing what I know about Jacksonville politics, I'm just going to leave it at this. I will believe it when I see it. There broken, are right. there is there is so much red tape going on down there with where the Jags going to play. Is there a two year? There's a two year. And a, Mark Lamping, the president of the Jaguars, said there's a two year and a four year. You know, scenario to where the two year scenario, the Jags you know play elsewhere and it's done quicker. The four year scenario, Jags play here, but we got to deal with construction down there for four years. Right. You know, and then and, and you got the city council that's going to get into it. Who's going to pay for it? I mean, I don't understand why the parking lot next to the stadium, which is lot J, mm-hmm. is big enough to build a stadium on. I don't understand why they just don't build one from over there, like, you know, in the Meadowlands of New Jersey. Build one, like, right next to it while they're playing in this one. But again, where would you park when you're going to games? Correct. And then, and then, you know, oh Lord, we can't have a place not to tailgate for the Florida Georgia game. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, right. So you got to think of all that in there. I think probably what's going to happen if they get the approval and if they do these billion dollar re- renovations to the stadium, which is basically going to be a new stadium, they're just using the frame of the old one, correct, or the over the one now. Um, I, I they're probably looking at. I think what makes the most sense is to play the Jaguars to play in Gainesville, you know, but then you got an optics problem because that thing seats 95,000 people and you're not going to get 95,000 people to go to a Jaguar game, you know? So now the thing's going to look half empty, 
you right. know, on TV, and well, everybody's going to make fun of the Jags again. So you think Gainesville, huh? Because they mentioned they mentioned Orlando, where they play the Citrus Bowl, or Camping World, or whatever they, you know. So that place maybe, is a dumpster. Okay, I, it is. It is in Crime Hills. I mean, it is yeah. right next to um, Orlando Arena. Uh, or whatever it's called now, I, I Am, Amway Arena or whatever it's called. You know, um, we I, I went to a Guns N' Roses concert there mm-hmm. um, a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. it's basically what they did was they took a stadium, they put it in the middle of the worst neighborhood you could think of. One hundred percent. You know the the worst neighborhood, the worst neighborhood you've ever been in. Multiply that by thirty. And that's where Camping World Stadium is. Yeah, no, um, I agree. Yeah, 100%. Just because they gave it a cool name does not make it a cool venue. And Orlando's yeah. stupid anyway. The traffic, and I mean, yes, is it easier to fly into for games and things like that? Sure, but the traffic there is just horrendous. I lived there for six years. I hated it. Yeah. I could not wait to get out of there. So I lived there for one year, and I couldn't wait to get out of there. Yeah, so I. I'm not thinking there. And then they mentioned, oh, we could play at UNF. Not going to happen. They're playing at UNF. Are you kidding me? No. I guarantee no. you, this would irritate people. This would highly irritate me. I guarantee you, it has come up, though, of let's play in London for two years. Oh, it, I it's, guarantee it's, you that's come up. It's it's come up. It's come up. But can you imagine the logistics of everybody else flying to London to play their games? No sure. way. No yeah. way. You know, well, I, I think the new stadium looks amazing. I think it yeah, would be great. Sure. I think it's an amazing thing for this city. It's football. I think it would bring a Super Bowl with the four seasons that's going on with the renovation of downtown and a lot of things that's going on. I think it's fantastic for the city. I look forward to it. I say bring it on. I, I welcome it. I think it's a great thing. It does so, kind of look like SoFi Stadium. Right it LA, looks though. very, very similar. It's the same, the <laughs> yeah, same, same designers, roof, yeah. but it is a carbon footprint of SoFi yeah. Stadium. Yeah. But all they need is the uh, letters in the St. John's River to say sure. TIA Bankfield. It would look very similar. Sure. It does look cool, though. I mean, it, it, hey, it's got a cover on it. It's got a clear cover to keep the fans cool. And, you know, yeah. Whatever. I mean, whatever. that's a, the heat, though, is kind of. The Jaguars' home field advantage is the heat, you know. And yeah, but it is a pain to go see a game when it is. It is, especially oh, like man. if you go to a preseason game. Like last oh. year, we went to the Steelers preseason game, and it was unbearably hot. Those yeah. of you that are listening to this in Wisconsin, or, or you know, and you people out there that are on the West Coast and want to say it's hot out there because it, and it's a dry heat. Come here for a second and yeah. walk out yeah. walk outside where it hits you in the face and then you feel like you just got out of the shower. Yeah, yeah. It was ninety eight you know? degrees today with like yeah. you know, ninety-eight percent humidity. Yeah. yeah. You know, I sweated from my my garage to my car I had to wipe off. I mean it was it was ridiculous. Dude, I thought about outside and I started sweating. <laughs> I don't even go get the mail. You you don't even go. You don't even walk to get the mail. You like roll up next to it in the car, and you're like roll on your window. You're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like, I got, I got the electric bill in the in the mailbox. Maybe I need to go get in pet. Nah, just let it get cut off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And with your driveway, oh my gosh, that's tight too. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'd have to change. I'd have to change shirts (laughs) when I got back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stupid. Well, so it's funny that we're talking about sports because I 
one and two. This is, again was brought to me by a listener. Uh, my nephew had uh, had brought this uh, subject up, and I thought it would be a good one. And with your sports background, uh, how many years do were you on sports broadcasting? Four years. Four years. So, Four and, years. and of course, we all know your your love of one particular game. We're going to get to some some moments, okay. but um, okay. I thought that we would go through some iconic moments of. 1980s uh, sports. So uh, there, there's quite a few. When I look through it, um, I think there were quite a few. And I haven't really talked a lot about sports. I just, I've talked a lot about TV shows, movies, things like that. So I thought I would talk about some sports. So cool. um, let me just start off with probably, um, I'm going to start off with the Olympics because I think those they don't, they don't come around so often. Um, so I think they what, come around once every four years. Well, yes, they do. The summer Olympics. Technically, if you want to be technical about it, they do. But if you think Olympics, what do you think is the most memorable Olympic moment? Well, that's a matter of opinion. Um, okay. It, it, but we're, we're, we're in the 80s, right? In the 80s. Okay. I can name probably two. Okay. To right off the top of my head. Yep. Um, gymnastics, Mary Lee Retton. Correct. And uh, eighty-four Olympics, Carl Lewis. Okay, so you're 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 right on track with uh, with where I'm at. So the one that popped into my head immediately was um, nineteen eighty Winter Olympics, and it was Al Michaels' call. Do you believe in miracles? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I thought we were just talking summer. Absolutely. I, I, I would probably put that number one. Yeah. I think if you're going to think Olympics in the 80s, I think when USA beat the Russians four to three uh, in the medal round, and that call is infamy. I mean, oh, sure. It, it plays every highlight reel when the Olympics come on in the Winter Olympics. That is it, and you think Winter Olympics, you're thinking Al Michaels, sure, 1980. Sure. Um, it's funny, because of the Cold War, it's very funny. In the Winter Olympics of the Cold War, that's what I think immediately, but you hit the Summer Olympics. It's very real, real, real quick about the Miracle on Ice. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a couple a couple of cool facts about that. Number one, the Soviets were playing their version of their professional players and the Americans had college players. That's right. Right. And Herb Brooks, the head coach of that team basically Mm -hmm. was looking at the Soviets and going, you know what? Somebody's going to beat them. And he figured out that conditioning could beat them. That if he had, he might not have the best team, the best hockey players, but he was going to have the best conditioned team to beat them. Another misconception is a lot of people think we beat the Soviets and we won the gold. That was not the gold medal game. You're correct. The the gold medal game was next. That is correct. It was a medal round. It wasn't the medal game. Yeah. It wasn't the gold medal game. That is Um, correct. There was a whole, whole, it was like the, the Olympics version of the semifinals. Right. A hundred percent. So I, I think those are, are two very interesting points, but it's really interesting that he went after college players players and that college players that were well conditioned beat basically one of the best hockey teams ever to play on earth ever 
100%. You're 100% yeah. right. And see, this is just leads into why I wanted to have you do this particular episode because of the the background and what you can add to each one of these, what, what we're going to go through is because with your stupid history minute, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Stupid history minute knowledge, right. every little thing that we can talk about, you're going to have this little behind the scenes type thing. So sure. I love it. I think it's great. So you hit the other one was Mary Lou Rutten um, right. in the summer Olympics um, where she took over and you mentioned, of course, Carl Lewis. Yeah. Um, that was the next one that that I had on my my little list here, um, but it was also um, um, actually that was in 1984. The right, other LA, one, yeah. that, the other one that I had on there, the second was the uh, Summer Olympics of 1980. Um, but it was just the it was just the opposite. But that's okay. Mary Lou Retinen was in 1984, right? Uh, where she won the gold gold medal mm -hmm. in the all around. Um, so that's definitely. Um, wasn't even a contest. Wasn't really. Kind of nope. blew it away. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And of Carl Lewis, you mentioned he um, he captured four gold medals um, in track and field, matching Jesse Owens' uh, iconic performance from 1936. So broke records from 1936. That's pretty amazing. If you look at the the Summer Olympics in '84, out in LA the United States really dominated all around Absolutely. that, that, that Olympics. I mm -hmm. mean, it, it wasn't even, usually China's there. Usually, mm -hmm. you know, Russia's up there. Um, you know, in some instances you'll get your, uh, great Britain up there. Um, uh, but it, it really wasn't a contest in, in anything, you know, mm -hmm. just Mary Lee Redden and Carl Lewis kind of stood out. Um, what Carl Lewis did was was amazing. I don't think it's. I, I don't think Usain Bolt's done that. No, because Usain Bolt was only a couple different things, and Carl Lewis was a, a lot more. Right. Yeah. Right. Still well, not do, the most decorated Olympian, though. No. No. Yeah. Uh, Phelps is the most yeah, decorated. Mike, Michael Phelps. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that they did it because it was in L.A. It was their. It was their home turf. Sure. They were like, sure. we got to represent, and we're here, and they did. So sure. I think that was the that was the reason that they. They kind of did so well. Sure. Um, the other one that I have are the, and then these are again just the next two were '88 and um, winter and summer. '88 um, Winter Olympics was the battle of Brian Boitano, ice skater, male uh, male ice figure skater, um, where he took the gold Olympics, um, and and you cannot forget because they made a movie about it was the Jamaican bobsled team. Yes. Yes. Some cool people runnings. say you can't believe Jamaica. We got a bobsled team. <laughs> that's okay. I, that's I love right. that movie. Great movie. Great movie. So that's, that's what you take away from the winter Olympics is that Jamaica uh, bobsled team. Um, yeah. I mean, I, do you, I guess I, I have to take that away from the, the 88 winter Olympics is how yeah. good they did. It's Calgary, right? Yeah. Um, uh, that is correct. Calgary. Yep. Yeah. Calgary. Um, so Brian Boitano, uh, there's a song written about him. Did you know it? I do. I do not. Okay. So th the song that's written about him was written by people that, you know, I guarantee you know who, the, who they are. Oh, it was a South Park. And, and, and these people <laughs> have created 
one of the most largest animated TV shows ever, and also a Broadway play called The Book of Mormon. Yeah. And the song is entitled, What Would Brian Boitano Do? <laughs> and so I, I, I'm not going to recite it. If you're yes. out there, look it up. Spotify is at, and YouTube is at everybody's disposal. But it's hilarious. It's, it's, uh. it's hilarious. Now, Cool Runnings is about the Jamaica bobsled team mm-hmm. is probably I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go on record probably in my top five sports movies ever. And, and I'm and it's almost top three. Yeah. You know, but there, it's almost top three because it can hit you in your feelings <laughs> when they, when they carry that bobsled across the finish line at the end, spoiler alert, Mm-hmm. When they when they do that, if you don't have warm feelings inside of you, then you are the devil. Is 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 it, is it better than trouble with the curve? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, it, it is way so... better than trouble with the curve. That's not a sports movie. It's not a sports movie. Um, John probably one of John Candy's best better movies. Well, John I mean. Candy. You know, Uncle, Uncle Buck, Uncle Buck is, you know, <laughs> yeah, Uncle yeah, Buck yeah. is, is. Uh, I want you to get back in your mouth. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yes, yes, um, yeah. Uncle Buck by far, but John Candy is great in that movie. Sure, um, yeah. And then the um, um, what's the other one when he's in with Dan Aykroyd where they go up north and he eats? No, the, oh, the Great Outdoors. Great Outdoors. Oh, God, that's, that's a great. Movie. That's a great movie too. Yeah. You gotta eat yeah. the gristle. Yeah, the old seventy sixer. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Um, okay, and then um the next one is the eighty eight Summer Olympics. And that was um South was Seoul. Seoul, Korea, yeah. Yeah. I remember the big opening number uh there. The opening ceremonies was great. And then um that was um Flojo. Yeah. That was Flojo. So again, the uh, track and field, and uh, she took over that. And uh, Roy Jones Jr. was yeah. uh, was introduced in Summer Olympics. A lot of people so, think that pound for pound, he's the best boxer ever. He is a pretty phenomenal, um, pr- pretty phenomenal boxer. And uh, the fact that he kind of made his, uh, you know, I think if you go back and look, you probably can find like Pacquiao. You can probably find a couple different ones that were in the Olympics. But I think he sure. probably made his name in the Olympics. He probably became more famous in the Olympics than anybody. I don't know. Um, I don't know if we're going to get to it later, but there's another pretty prominent guy that made his uh, mark in the '80s in boxing. Yep, and and so because you said that, so um, yeah, there Mike Tyson at 20 years old um, became the uh, the youngest heavyweight championship. um, 1986. Do you know who he knocked out? Uh, oh, he knocked out a m- number of people. Um, to uh, who did he knock out to win it? Do you remember? It, uh, I don't. Trevor Burbick. I don't Trevor think anybody. You, I don't think anybody would know that. But do you know who Gus D'Amato is? Yep. Gus D'Amato was his trainer. Yep. And when asked when he saw him, um, a lot of people don't know Mike Tyson was training at the Olympics as well. Mm-hmm. And and uh, when asked, you know, what he thought of uh, of Mike Tyson, he said, I think 
he hits people with bad intentions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched it's a couple a, uh, documentaries on him, and that oh, man, yeah. that guy was a beast. But yeah. all right, well, uh, since we're talking about youngsters, uh, let's talk about some college sports uh, okay. in the '80s. This is great. Um, we'll bring up one uh, because the Beebs talked about this gentleman on his podcast. Uh, he talked about JV. Oh, no, okay, yeah. Last NC, week, he NC talked State. about Jimmy V. And so one of them, of course, the Cardiac Cats, yeah. uh, Jimmy V running around the uh, the, the uh, floor after North Carolina State uh, wins the 1983 NCAA basketball tournament. And if you look at how iconic that win was, um, every you ever see of any Final Four or any, mm -hmm. you know, anything advertising the Final Four or anything like that that shows old clips, you always see two. You always see Jimmy V running around that 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 floor after they mm -hmm. won, mm -hmm. you know, and you always see the pass from Grant Hill to Christian Leitner. Yep. Yeah, yep. you know, I know that wasn't 80s, but those are the two that you always see. They'll, yep. they'll feed some others in there, but those two are always there. And, yeah. um, and, and, and that just, it's, it's just an, an iconic moment. Couldn't have happened to a better dude. And I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. when you think eighties basketball, especially college basketball, you got to think that, or you think, you know, the Bobby Knight throwing the chair. Right. Right. And all that good stuff. So, yeah, that's a good one too. That I'm surprised that didn't make the list, but, um, Wolfpack was good. Um, the other one uh, involving, um, um, well, there's a couple for basketball, but what what other 1980s college sports do you think are iconic uh, moments? I think the most iconic college moment happened in college football. It happened in Miami, and it happened with a guy named Doug Flutie throwing the football down against the Miami Hurricanes, Boston College, uh, I think they're the Eagles. Um, and, yep. uh, and, and the Hail Mary, um, no one knew that, that, that four foot two Doug Flutie <laughs> could, could throw the ball that far and, um, it, nothing, nothing short of a miracle. And, and Hey, the Miami hurricanes in the 1980s did not mess around. They did no. not mess around. They wanted back then it was cool to hurt people mm -hmm. <laughs> on per, on purpose and mm -hmm. the hurricanes, hurricanes did it. Um, every game they tried to hurt you. So for them to get beaten that fashion, um, I think anybody who roots for the Miami hurricanes also, um, kicks puppies, you know, so, <laughs> not, not a big uh, hurricane sympathizer, no, no. you know, so, uh, but I was you glad to see another Florida team, you know, <laughs> and Doug Flutie got a cereal named after him. The Flutie, yeah, Flutie Flakes. Flakes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And he went on to win the Heisman that year. So yeah, well was deserved. A, he was he a did. good. He's, he's an accurate. I mean that 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 year he was the best. You know the Heisman Trophy says you know the the most outstanding football player. Yeah. He was the most outstanding football player that year. Absolutely, he did great. He did great. There was another um, uh, another football game that had something happen that was pretty iconic. In college? In college. Um, Last second, 
Uh, it happened between Stanford and Cal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Running through the band. That's right. That's yeah, right. running through the band. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they were <laughs> they return the kickoff. They, they, they do a number of laterals and do the uh, kickoff return. And they're like, get off the field. Get off the field. Uh, uh, Chris Berman on the call there for a yep. very young ESPN. Yes. Yes. So that was pretty interesting. I thought that was uh, that was a good uh, couple football moments. You know what? For your listeners, and you can hit uh, you can hit say Joe on the Twitter. I got a trivia question for your listeners. Okay. Okay. I want to see if anybody can get it right, or if anybody just bothers. And if you don't bother to 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 come in, then I you know. If we were on refiltered, this would be a very different conversation. <laughs> right, uh, right. But, but it's not, and I respect that. So, but uh, the trivia question is this, and you can uh, you can send it into to Saint Joe on Twitter. Um, is what does ESPN stand for? Mm, great question. That's a great question. Uh, yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, yeah, we have a we'll question we'll for the week. You know what? I can put that in my, um, in the, I can put that in the question at the end of the yeah. episode. Okay. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, this one, um, there's another basketball one I have. It's, uh, with Georgetown, Georgetown, uh, finally wins the, uh, the championship, um, 1985, right. um, they over Villanova. Uh, so the third time, third time. Bu- yeah. I, I I was about to say didn't beat them twice in the regular season. That's right. They beat yeah. them twice in the regular season, and they finally beat them in the uh, in the finals. Right. Uh, so that was great. And then this one, um, I and I'll ask you because when I say this, I think you're going to realize, and and you're going to bring up another name. But the other the other thing in the '80s that happened in 1986, uh, Maryland basketball star Len Bias dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cocaine's he, a hell of a drug. That's right. Overdose. Um, Twenty-two years old, and uh, now Hank gathers uh, also. But was that? I don't know if that was in the eighties. But mm. then one of them was uh, how? How did Lynn Bias die? Was he on the court and collapsed, or was that Hank gathers that was on the court and collapsed? Lynn Bias. But Len I could, I could, was, be, I, I could be wrong. But, but yeah, one of them collapsed in the court. But I thought it was Len Bias. But it wasn't in an NBA game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, but but I thought that was Len Bias who collapsed in the court. That's a good. I could I could be wrong. I, I knew one of them was like at the free throw line or something like that, and just all of a sudden yeah, collapsed and killed killed over. Right, and then unfortunately, I know. But this was this was shocking because it was college, and they're like, oh my gosh, and then they all found out. Okay, yeah. had a yeah, drug well, problem and. Yeah, wasn't he so, drafted by the Celtics? Um, yes, he was drafted yeah. by the Celtics. That's correct. And then two days, two days later, died of yeah. the overdose. Mm-hmm. What a shame! Yeah, that's uh, that's not addiction is drugs. a real thing. Yeah, don't do drugs, kids. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, to quote to quote an eighties commercial, "This is your brain. This is your brain right. on drugs." That's right. Yeah, Nancy Reagan said it best: "Say no to drugs." Yeah, so, just, of just say no. Um, NBA, there were really two things. I mean, that whole the NBA was dominated by Michael Jordan. I mean, right. there wasn't if you in the eighties. That's really there was only one thing, and that was Michael Jordan. If you 
if you you could bring up this probably their their win against the Cavs, which is that, which is yep. kind kind of one of the most iconic where Michael Jordan's jumping and and does his yep. arm a couple times. If you think about it this way, between that and a certain NFL playoffs that went back and forth, and I believe it was in '86. No, it was later, '88 maybe. Uh, it wasn't a real good decade for Cleveland. <laughs> that is correct. The, you know, the John Elway drive. That is right, not here right. Too. That's right. Well, it, it, because that Cleveland Browns team was really good. They had Bernie Kosar. I mean that 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 Cleveland Browns team was really good and just ran into the John Elway in, in that in that drive. And um, yep. but but Cleveland between that and then getting embarrassed by Michael Jordan on one of the most iconic clips. I mean, when you watch a documentary with Michael Jordan, that clips on there like fifty times. Absolutely, you know. Who who did he take the shot over? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Blondie, big Blondie, yeah. took it over. And it yeah. was a push off. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a push off. Now the push off was in Malone and against Utah. That was a push off. I don't care what you say, but um, yeah, this was Game Five against Cleveland, and that shot was just—I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was Michael posters. Jordan. Michael Ever. Jordan doesn't get push off calls because he's Michael Jordan. It's the same right. reason. It's the same reason that Greg Maddox got the calls on the outside of the plate. You know, I mean, it's because he's Greg Maddox. That's yeah. right. I mean, it's, That's a, right. it's the same thing. But the two things that were that were kind of on this list about Michael Jordan were, of course, the shot against uh, against Cleveland in Game Five of the 1989 Eastern Conferences, and then the year before is the iconic leap from the uh, free throw line when he right. won the slam dunk contest. Sure. And that was instantly the posters. You can see, I can see him flying through the air right now with his feet bent. He's, you know, dunking it. And I mean, that was, that was just unbelievable. Um, Who did he beat in the dunk, in the dunk contest? Let's see. I'm going to, I'm going to get this wrong, Um, but I'm going to go with Patrick Ewing. No, no. Uh, No. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I can get this. Keep going. Keep going. yeah, it wasn't D. Brown. Nope. Um, I don't know. Isaiah Thomas. I don't know. Spud Webb. <laughs> Ooh, you're on the same team as Spud Webb. <laughs> same team. Um, David Robinson. No. no Atlanta no. Hawks. Come on. Uh, Dominique Wilkins. Guy. Dominique Wilkins. Dominique <laughs> yeah, Wilkins. That's right. That's hey, right. Uh, dude, dude uh, Spud Webb played for the uh, Spurs as well? Well, he played for the Hawks first, though. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he beat Dominique Wilkins with the big windmill jam and everything. I mean, right, unbelievable. That was oh man, those dunk contests in the '80s were just unbelievable. Yeah, They're does anybody even now. does it? Does anybody even watch them now though? I am. I I mean, yeah, I've I, seen them, but I think they yeah. got the dunk contest on one end of the court and the three point shooting on the other end of the court. <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous now, but you know, they should do an old timers thing and send out the '80s guys now and see if they could still dunk. And then see if they can anybody can beat Larry Bird at shooting threes. I tell you, I think Larry Bird could still come back and drill him because sure. I mean, he's just that guy. Sure. You know who I think would be great? Reggie Miller. Yeah. Reggie Miller drilled him from everywhere. I think he could he could still have it. See, that's where the NBA of that day now. Because what happens in the NBA is that you get these players like uh 
like okay when Wilt Chamberlain, Dr. J, and all the you know they they had they were big men, and everybody said hey you got to have a big man down down to the paint, and, and all that. Well here comes Michael Jordan, and we're playing the team game now. Don't really need a big man, so everybody switches to that. Right. Right. And so it's like now where Steph Curry is hitting shots from half court, you know, and and no one plays any defense and they don't call traveling anymore. So you feel I feel if I'm watching a game that I'm just getting dumber watching it and and want to go back and watch those guys, because even Michael Jordan comes out and says, hey, look, there wouldn't be a Michael Jordan. Pippen. Right. You know, right. Right. Yeah, it's hard to watch NBA sometimes in this day and age because yeah. yeah With all due respect tough. to the Denver Nuggets, I know we got some friends that are De- that are Denver fans. Yeah, you know, and yeah. so it's hard. I agree. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um. All right. There's just a couple of little things we mentioned a couple of them, but here's some odds and ends um, that are kind of again um, made the list here. Um, uh, Wayne Gretzky uh, scores a hundred goals um, in a game. Uh, yes, in one game. <laughs> in one game, a hundred goals. There was nobody in the net the entire game. You know, there's um, somebody out there right now that's listening to us, going, "Who the heck is Wayne Gretzky?" Yeah. No, I think everybody. Well, maybe not everybody knows who Wayne Gretzky is, but do they know who um, Gordy Howe is? That would be a great question. Well, I mean, I would think. Yeah. That if you know anything about hockey, you would right. think you would know that one of the names. But um, yeah, he uh, he wins the MVP in eighty three, eighty four, and he he uh, records a hundred goals. That is uh, that is a pretty impressive stat, right there. You know, I don't know if this is impressive, but it's certainly funny that happened in um, in, in the eighties, uh, sports wise that we could probably gloss it over, but I'm not going to let you because it's, it's hilarious. Okay. Is nowadays there are no good American tennis players, male, none, zero, right? Andy Roddick was our last hope. Okay. Right. But in the eighties, we had this guy named John McEnroe. And you're right. You're right. And that was and, the next thing. You're right. And he would lose his mind his on the mind. court. Mm-hmm. His mind on the court. And it was gold. And it was marketable. Mm-hmm. And and he made a lot of money from it from saying these three words, are you serious? Right. Right. And he makes to this day he makes fun of himself for saying it, you know. Right. And, I, and I could see him doing it. Him and Jimmy Connors going back and forth. Yep. It, it was. It was just. It was. It was good sports. Yeah. You know. In fact, that was the, the next one on the list was 1981 Wimbledon when he blew up. And yeah, uh, yeah it was over. Uh, let's see. He got uh, fine. He got taken away a point. Um, yeah. He still won though. He did. Yeah. Uh, but the outburst and the catchphrase, um, yeah, you cannot be serious. You cannot right? be but serious. But he does, he does. He says, yeah. are you serious? Or he, he, he now embellishes it whenever you see him and people ask him to say it. It's, uh, and it is hilarious. it got him into the fine feature film, Mr. Deeds. <laughs> he's in, he's been in a couple, I think he's made some appearances, but yeah. Um, but you're right because, um, in, in here, you, you're right. You go back to the '80s. 
you had Andre Agassi, you had Michael yep. Ching, who won mm -hmm. the French sure. Open, you had uh, Steffi Graf, she was on the women's side, um, not American, but she won, she was 20, 20 years old when she won the French Open. You sure. had, um, on, uh, did I say Andre Agassi? Andre yeah. Agassi, Michael Ching, yeah. uh, Wim, um, like you said, um, Connors, McEnroe. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's one more in there somewhere in between there that were Americans. You're right. But now there's that redheaded guy, Jim, something or another. I forget oh, his name. Yeah. 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 Um, I forget his last name. But he was, he was pretty good. I know who you're talking about, but yeah, there were, there were, there were a, a handful. And now, like you said, Roddick, I think is probably, that was our last hope. Yeah. Well, yeah. isn't, um, isn't the one that's, that's pretty cocky and swears, uh, now isn't he American? No, I think he's 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 English or something. Jim Courier is who I'm thinking of. Jim Courier. Jim yeah. Courier. That was gonna um, bother me. I had to look it up. Costernovis or something like that is the one that everybody likes now or whatever. But either way, um, I just remember Andre obviously with the long hair and the yeah. and then he shaved it bandana and then he shaved it and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I think it's more '90s, but Pete Sampras. Sampras, I think probably yeah. was '90s. Yeah. So. Um, my point Monica is that Sellis, Jennifer Capriati. Yeah, you have a lot of them, but but yeah. Yeah, my point is that there's no there's no good American male tennis players now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. I, I I I find it funny that we're 45 minutes into this thing. And you haven't oh. brought up the Chicago Bears of the East. Oh, man. Yeah. It's so funny because I was just getting <laughs> to it. You, we talked about the drive, which was sure. it. And then sure. I, I, I kept on putting it off because it hurts. It hurts so much to talk about it. But, yeah, the last one I had before we get to the big, big topic was the uh, Super Bowl twenty, And it's Refrigerator Perry scores the touchdown. Walter Payton, one of the best running backs in the in the NFL ever, sure. doesn't get a Super Bowl touchdown. Yeah. But, but just to, I think this just goes to show how much of a, a team player he really was. Sure. Because he came out of the game when he could have had a one yard touchdown, could have had it, but he came out of the game to let the refrigerator Perry go in and scored the touchdown. Sure. Which is unbelievable. Sure. But in your opinion, who is the best player on that team? The best player on that Yeah, I got an unpopular opinion. On the 85 Bears? Yeah. A lot of people might say Walter Payton. I disagree. I mean, so the defense was so good. Correct. I mean. There are two players was, that come to mind. There are two players that come to mind. The defense was so good, and it was led by Mike Singletary. So That's one of them. I, they wouldn't have been the team they were without the defense. Right. So, I mean, Walter Payton is Walter Payton. They were good. He's gonna. They were gonna be good no matter what. So, I mean, Mike Singletary. He hit so hard that his contacts come out. <laughs> I mean, that guy, unbelievable. Sure. Um, so. I mean, it's going to be one or one of those guys. Um, the, the only, the only other one I was thinking, thinking of was Wilbur Marshall. 
Wilbur Marshall was really good. Yeah. Um, That's the only you, other one I'm thinking of. You're not you're not going Matt Suey. <laughs> Fullback Matt Suey. No. no uh, I'm definitely not going Jim McMahon. Yeah, no, Jimmy, Jimmy is a great guy, but um uh Willie there's Willie Gall. There's a lot of different people that were that sure. were there. But sure. I just uh, I mean yeah, there's a lot of good, a lot of good. That was a great team. We're still holding on to it. This year, though, this year, baby, I think this year's going to be a good team. We're going to see Fields, and we're 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 going to see. But it's not. I mean, we're not winning the Super Bowl, but we're going to do. We're going to do all right. I mean, you can wish in one hand and crap in another, and see which one gets filled first. Nice. I like that. I like that. But hopefully this year the wishes the wishes are going to outweigh. <laughs> right, we're going to win the division now that Sharon Rogers is playing in uh, is playing in uh, New York. So right, we'll see. But all right, here it is. Now we're coming to the subject that you are by far the expert on. We're going to talk about some baseball. Sweet. Because like you are it. the uh, well, here uh, I think our, your sponsor has uh, just uh, texted me and said that you need to get paid. So you're the biggest fan of the uh, 2021 <laughs> Atlanta Braves <laughs> champion. So uh, we, uh, hey, I'm surprised that uh, you know that that none of none of those teams uh, kind of really made, especially with Maddox. Um, I guess he was with the Cubs though. Well, yeah, he didn't come over to the race until '91. Yeah, so. so in the '80s, he was more Cubbies, so it wasn't there wasn't really anything that was too shocking in in that era. But right, so we'll start off with pitcher. Um, what in the '80s? What's who does who's the biggest pitcher in the '80s? Well, I, again, uh, I mean, it could be a number of people. Um, Dwight Gooden had a good season, but I would probably say probably the biggest mania was uh, out in L.A. with uh, with our Fernando Valenzuela. That is correct. So yeah. F- Ferdinando mania. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just I can't think of any. Yeah, it, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Dwight, <laughs> Dwight Gooden did have a, a couple of really good seasons for the Mets, 86. Um, but, but Fernando Valenzuela, I mean, the dude didn't even look at the plate when he threw the ball. That's I mean, come on. I'm, I'm yeah. quoting Bull Durham. He's doing the, he's doing the, the eyelid thing. <laughs> yeah, he's breathing with his eyelids. What? <laughs> what? What? He's not even looking at the yeah. plate. He's, 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 he's doing like Venezuela. He's breathing through his eyelids. Just leave him alone. He's doing great. <laughs> breathing with his eyelids, just like Fernando. <laughs> Such a good. I mean, they worked it in. Now that everything. that is a baseball movie. Oh, that's a great movie. Yes, that Bull Durham. That's one where if you're surfing the channel and that's on, you're like, well, all right. Argue, arguably the best baseball movie, with all due respect to the natural. Yeah, there's probably th- when you talk about baseball movies, there's probably three of them, right? There's Field of Dreams, The Natural, Bull Durham. Eight men out. Maybe there, there's a couple that are out there, but they're all good movies. I would throw Moneyball into that too. Oh yeah, Moneyball nowadays. I would, that, I I would mean, pull. I'd throw that. In. That's a great baseball movie. Oh yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, yeah now that that one yeah. came out, I watched that one all time when it's on too. Yeah, there's a couple. You know, yeah, that's a good one. Um, Bad News Bears. Oh, Bad, 
old Badger's Bears is a great one too. The the oh, the original, not yeah. the yeah. not the the new one. But yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Too. Or, or or not the Bad News Bears go to Tokyo or whatever. Yeah, the original <laughs> Bad News Bears with Walter Matthau. Right. Right. Yeah. Great. Sandlot. See, now we're getting on baseball movies. Yeah, There's yeah. just a bunch of them. So we'll have now, to, now we're back to talking about movies. I'll have to cover. Exactly. Now yeah. we're getting back. To, I'll have to cover sports movies yeah. on uh, on one of my sure. one of my shows and say, here we go and rank sports movies and genres. That would that'll be a good topic. Sure. Okay, Fernando. Um, back to Fernando. Fernando. Oh, Fernando. Um, okay. Uh, now we're down. We're talking about ABBA because somehow Sweden made its way into it. Here we go. Um, all right. Mia. So <laughs> George Brett and the pine tar incident. See, see now I don't, I, I, okay. So Billy Martin is a dirty Yankee. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and he didn't like George Brett and Billy Martin didn't like to lose. So I, I, I totally disagree with that call. They looked at it for like nine hours on there. They measured the pine tar against home plate. You know, um, I kind of look at that as the, the whole steroid thing. You still got to hit the ball, (laughs) you know? Right. Right. So it was funny to see him all of a sudden just come Running out of that oh, yeah. that dugout just that was on great. fire. He's got the big chaw in his in his in his in his cheek like chipmunk, and he comes out and he's just barreling out of there, and he's like, "What?" It, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Was funny just to see him like that and be like, "Okay, what's going on?" And he was livid. Um, yeah, that, that that's funny to see somebody act like that. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I, I tell you, baseball wise, you you had arguably top five most iconic moment in the history of baseball in 1988. What's that? Oh, when Kurt Gibson hit the home run in the bottom of the ninth inning to give the Dodgers a 1-0 lead in the 88 World Series against the heavily favored Oakland A's. Yep. And yep. off of Dennis Eckersley, arguably one of the greatest close, closers ever. Yep. You know? Yep. That, I stayed yep. up and watched that game. You also probably had the biggest blunder in the history of the game in the 1986 World Series when the Vin Scully said very, very iconically, it gets through Buckner. <laughs> That's it right. It gets through Buckner. That's right. Right. Billy Buckner's blunder. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. Probably those two, I mean, either way, but they're, they'll be remembered forever, you know? Absolutely. Those are both, uh, the both are on here too. Uh, those are, I mean, those are all, oh, you hit them all. Those are all right on the list of baseball moments. Is there any others? I mean, seeing that you're the baseball, I have one other that I'm going to save here for a minute, but is there any other that you could think yeah, I, w- um, I would think Nolan Ryan breaking the strikeout record. Sure. You know, that that happened in the 80s. Um, it, 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 my dad used to say, you know, every time he throws a strikeout now, he's b- setting a new record. You know? Yeah. Was, uh, shut up. You know, um, <laughs> that, that's that's what he would say. But, um, but it, yeah, um, you, you really didn't have 
uh, I, I mean, other than those, I mean, you had some really good World Series. I the uh, the sure. 89, 89 World Series with the Giants and A's. That's the Earthquake World Series, you know, um, right. where they had the earth earthquake in the middle in the middle of it. Um, and coincidentally, a little callback from earlier, Al Michaels was on that call. Um, yeah, I, I, things like that, I think, in, okay. in, in baseball, outside of one other that if I have a feeling that you're going to bring it up and then, then, you know, we're having such a good time. I don't know why, 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 why would we want to irritate me with this? Okay. Well, all right. Well, since you're, since you're bringing it and putting it that way, we're going to talk about one of the, in my opinion, how can I say this politely? Um, For me personally, I, I think it's probably one of the darkest days of baseball um and it happened in the 80s but it happened to probably one of the probably one of the greatest baseball players of all time and and you, you can expand on this um but in 1989 a player and at that time manager of one of the uh, teams named the Cincinnati Reds uh, was banned from baseball for life. Then Pete Rose, um, based by his all-time hit king, uh, saying that they will never be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, nor should he, um, is the consensus argument these days uh, because of that ban for betting on betting on baseball. Um, the, I will, I will leave <laughs> as you're, as you're stewing in, in, in there. Now I'll, I'll quote your mother. Um, keep it clean, Cap. <laughs> when we, I, <laughs> I am going to try my best. <laughs> as when we say, what, um, what is your opinion? Because I, I know that you have a very strong opinion on this. To those uh, out there that think that he should be banned from baseball, you just simply do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> and maybe you don't know Pete Rose. So let me tell you something about Pete Rose. That man got screwed by Major League Baseball, and it irritates me. So for those of you that have been living under a rock they just like St. Joe said, they banned uh, him from the game for life. Let me say that again for life. Um, if you can't wrap your head around that, I, I, I can't either. The guy made a mistake. He bet on baseball. Yes, yes, yes. He bet on his own team. Big no no. But I mean, there's players out there doing far worse things. I mean, Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden, you know, I mean, snorted most of Manhattan up their nose. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I mean, seriously, you had steroids, you had right. pitchers using everything but silly putty on the ball. You know, I mean, Bryce Harper still allowed to play, you know, um, but, but, you know, For apparently, <laughs> apparently Pete Rose is the devil. Uh, I mean, I mean, you know, real quick, real quick. Yeah. Just 
take the steroid players for a second, okay? Right. They were breaking records, right? Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. were hitting home runs left and right, and all of us just turned a blind eye to that. Because baseball. it was, a, be, baseball it, has been very, very good to me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean it, it basically we turned a blind eye to the whole Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire thing, right? Now I'm I could care less who did steroids. You still got to hit the ball. I just said that like like twenty minutes ago, right. but but betting on your own team that's unforgivable. You know, I mean, I mean, you see where, see where I'm going with this, and you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he only bet. For them to win, correct. So, correct. I mean, he was he 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 never bet for them to lose, so it's not like he was throwing a game, right? Right. And, I mean, and, and I've watched a lot on Pete Rose. I, I feel like I know, and I, I I've never met the guy. I can't say that I know him, but I feel like he was the guy. He played thirty thirty five hundred games, something like that, right? Yeah, something stupid like that. So dude. I feel, I feel like the guy wants to win. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the guy's nickname was Charlie Hustle. I, I mean, I feel like he wants to win, and the only way that he's going to bet is to bet to win. You want to really? You want to know what this is really about? Do you really want to know? Let me let your listeners in on what this is really if, about. If you say flat Earth, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. It, it was about baseball making a statement. They wanted to show they were tough on gambling, that yeah. it won't tolerate yeah. any shade of business because they were they, they, they were worried about the image. Now, baseball, in, in my opinion, is supposed to be like America's pastime, the sport that represents fairness, sportsmanship, a gentleman's game. Right. Right. So when they keep Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame, it just shows that they care more about their image than what's right. So some would construe Major League Baseball, some hypocrites. Uh, I might be suggesting that they are hypocrites. I'm not suggesting they're hypocrites. I'm flat out saying that they are hypocrites. (laughs) Wasn't it Bud Selig? No, it was this uh, Giamatti guy. Okay. Uh, All right. um, I want to say Paul Giamatti, but that's the actor. But uh, his uh, <laughs> that is, his, that's last, his last name uh, was yeah yeah his last name was Giamatti. He wasn't out there with Thomas Hayden Church hitting golf balls back, right, you right, know, dra- right. and drinking wine. You know, b- best line out of that movie is you know <laughs> I'm not drinking Merlot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't give him Merlot. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um, I, for some reason, I thought it was Seelig, but that that was afterwards. But C- didn't Seelig like have the chance to reinstate him or something and didn't? Then yeah, and and and, okay. and and so does Rob Manfred. But Rob Manfred hates baseball and Waffle so, House. Oh my god! You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, there are a lot of people out there that also agree that Pete Rose should not be in the Hall of Fame. And what I say to them is, you're an idiot. And what I would say, seriously, though, what I would say to them is look in the mirror and ask yourself if you've ever made a mistake in your life. I think that we kind of all mess up here and there. And I'm trying to be very good because I, I want to say this like I normally <laughs> I know, I know you, you know, so, um, <laughs> so I, I think that Pete Rose has paid his price. It's time to give the man a break. And put him in. What's going to piss me off is if he winds up dying and they put him in posthumously. 
Yeah, I think that that would be wrong. I think I think if anything, if they do put him in, they should put him in beforehand. But I, I yeah. agree with you. I think that that may be, unfortunately, what happens. But right, um, which is sad. Which is sad yeah. because, um, yeah. Um, but I know that that is a sticky. So so. You brought up another thing, though, about the steroid era and yep. Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Palmero. Um, I don't know. Uh, there was a couple different ones. Um, I think those are the main culprits. But recently, Aaron Judd, right, Judge, broke the Judge, broke yeah. the record. Um, well, he, he broke the Yankee record, yeah. Broke the Yankee. Okay, he broke yeah. the Yankee record. Um, he didn't break the set. What is what is the record now that McGuire ended up having? I think Bonds ended up with seventy three. Oh, is it okay? Bonds has yeah. the right seventy yeah. seventy three. Bonds has Bonds has the single season and the career. I mean, like you said, you still have to hit him out of the park. Yeah, I the only ones that I think that you should keep out of. I think Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame. I think Mark McGuire belongs in the Hall of Fame. I don't think Rafael Palmero belongs in the Hall of Fame because he flat out lied about it. Same with A Rod. You know, they, they, they flat out lied about it. Now, Bonds never came out and said, hey, I did steroids, but he never said he didn't either. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I think when it was so clear, because I don't even know, know I mean, Bonds home run hitter he wound up being, but he was really good baseball player before he started taking steroids you yeah. know when he was with the pirates oh i mean he, he was, was a great player really good player before that yeah. so but here my thing in that era of baseball who it's probably easier to ask who wasn't doing it rather than who was right because right. i mean everybody in their brother was 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 doing it you right. know i mean andy pettit roger clemens Right. You know, it wasn't just people, you know, batting. It was pitchers too. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, no, George Steinbrenner was probably taking steroids just just to be part of the team. <laughs> I mean, it was know? so prevalent in the clubhouse; it was unbelievable. I mean, right. it's funny though to see side by sides of Barry Bonds as pirate and then see him yeah. as giant, giant, his yeah. head was like five times the size of what it was. I mean, it was it was it's pretty funny to see some stuff, but sure, yeah. Um, yeah, that's great though. I mean, I, Pete Rose. I think it'll happen I, when. I think that's the big question, but, um, but ultimately, I think he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, Speaking of baseball, the Orlando Arcia just hit a solo home run in the bottom of the night. The Braves tie the Mets ten ten. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Speaking well, of, there could be some extra innings there. Yeah. Yeah, with the with the stupidest stupidest rule in baseball, oh, man. the ghost the ghost runner. Oh god! Did you? There was I saw a play the other day um, that some, they had a home run and they made the guy come back and fake swing yeah. and then hit the home run yeah. or whatever. Yeah. What, what so was that about? okay, so what happened was it was called in play, but. Per review, it was reviewed and it actually hit over the wall. So it was a home run. So what you have to do in that start at home and run the bases, 
Yeah, because they ca- they called it back. So he had to like fake swing and then yeah. run all the bases for the, for the home run. I mean, yeah, it's just a stupid rule. Yeah, but, yeah, they got some yeah. weird things now. But I got to go to a game one of these times and see it. Yeah. Um, the, we like I like the uh, jumbo shrimp. They're fun to see. So yeah. thirsty Thursdays or something one of these times that'll be fun. Yeah, they're maybe in we town this weekend. The, maybe we can get the groups together and and yeah. uh, and do it. But sure. Um, all right, last last question before we. Uh, I think I've, I've taken the uh, contractual hour uh, a little yeah. bit over, yeah. but uh, I like how everybody uh, with the podcast kind of responds to questions that everybody else asked. Uh, I think it's pretty good that what everybody does, um, okay. and I purposely left this to the end to make sure that the person that asked this question listens to the whole episode. Uh, so. For I, Jay. I, I, I did that on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. So for Jay, uh, because he asked, and I have your opinion on this as well. Okay. Uh, he asked, what happens to a person? And this kind of goes into my whole blessing, uh, end the show on a blessing uh, bit. Uh, what happens if you don't say bless you or excuse me to a person who's like coughing or you know, they sneeze or do something. Uh, what happens if you don't say that to somebody? Um, what is your opinion on that? So for, for, for me, I'm, I'm constantly reminded when he said that immediately, I thought of the movie dogma. Yeah, you get, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. <laughs> exactly but, uh, I, I mean, you get, you get shot with a really big gun <laughs> exactly you know, by, by Matt Damon. Are. That was exactly going to bring, uh, you know, uh, I, I, was, I was, you know, but you didn't say bless you when I sneezed, you know, feeling the onion and she's crying. That's the perfect movie where I thought about it is he's in the office peeling the onion and he sets it down and he's carved it in the little shape of the, of the dog of the cow. Yeah, he's like, I don't believe in voodoo. Yeah, exactly. A chew. What? You didn't say you didn't say God bless you. Boom. (laughs) So I think it's a requirement. It's just a courtesy thing to do. It's kind of like holding the door open. If I hold it open for you and and you know it's if you walk by me and you don't say thank you, you're just an idiot. So I think that it's a requirement to say. Um, it's, it's scientifically proven, check it out. It's a fact that if you sneeze, your heart skips a beat. So if you don't say, God bless you, you could die. So I would always say it to somebody, however you say it, that's my opinion. I will do it. If you cough, if you do something, I'll say it every time. That's just the way I was brought up. I think it's the right thing to do. Now, here's the question. What if somebody goes on one of them sneezing fits and, like, sneezes, like, 15 times in a row? Do you have to say bless you 15 times? No, one time. One time. One time? You wait till they're done and say bless you at the end. Okay, but when do you you know that they're done? Well, you give them a minute. I I always wait. Like, how long? 30 seconds? 60 seconds? I always wait and make sure they're done and then say. Okay. Yeah, but why should me being polite, you know, have to rest on how long between their sneezes? Isn't that their problem? Yeah, see that that yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I I just think you give them a second and, and then you'd be like, okay, and then you move on. 
I mean, I, I'm not going to stand I, I, there and wait for that person to finish. If I'm passive walking by somewhere and they sneeze, I'm just going to be like, okay, bless you and walk on. Well, what I suggest is you give them three. Bless you, sneeze, bless you, sneeze, bless you, sneeze. Okay, don't care if you die now. <laughs> okay, all right, well, I mean, to each their own, I guess, right? <laughs> but, I mean, you know, you, you if that's your philosophy, then, I mean, great. That's how it goes. I mean, you know, you have no, to answer it, it, to who you answer to. In all, in, all, in, in all seriousness, I think that if you don't say bless you, it should result in Kev's corporal punishment. I mean, do we go that far? That's fun. I just, yeah, there's a, a I mean, number of people. That is, that is pretty, that's pretty harsh, but. Right. All right. And if you don't know what Kev's corporal punishment is, tune in tomorrow at Pedals of Support and she'll explain. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, or if you really want to, you can tune in Wednesday and Kev can explain it. Uh, at length. We'll have a whole at, segment on it. At length, but I'm bump. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Hey, um, just to warm up for, uh, for, uh, for Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a joke. Okay. Do you know what, do you know what Yoda said when he saw the movie in 4k? I know this. I've heard this H- before. HDMI. Yeah, yeah HDMI. <laughs> oh my god! I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, yeah. I've been. Hey, uh, let, let me. Let me pull up a joke here real quick. Can't tell that one. Can't tell that one. I can't tell that one. I can't. Tune in Wednesday to the Refiltered Podcast where you can hear all of these. That that one's about abortion. I can't tell that one. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, no, we've uh that that'll be good. We're doing the dad uh, Father's Day joke uh second annual. So so yeah. so let's just run through it real quick. So okay. if we're doing the lineup at the unfiltered uh studios, obviously Monday you've got myself, uh Tuesday you've got pedals of support. Wednesday you have the refiltered podcast, and uh, this week we're going to have some special guests. Saint Joe included. He kind of let the cat out of the bag. We we haven't told anybody about this, but it's two days from now, so um, we might as well tell. Them there's going to be some special guests on there. We do this every year. It's going to be called Father's Day 2023. Um, so we uh, like to have a good time. So you should tune in. Yep, you also got hypno wellness, uh, the mm-hmm. first part of hypno wellness, uh, where she kindly uh, explains to you what she's going to release and hypnotize you on. Now, Thursday. I listened to her Thursday podcast. Uh huh. Okay. Not in the car, I hope. Not in the car. Not, no, no, no. Oh, and God. I don't know if I'm hypnotized or not, but certainly, like, if you follow her instructions, mm-hmm. certainly relaxed. She has. A very relaxing boy. I do have to tell you, yeah. and I mean that's the whole point is that the way that she does talk. If you, you do need to listen on Thursday, because, and and a safe place, please don't drive in a car. Find a safe, relaxing place because she does have this like soothing voice to just kind of do exactly what, and it, it does. You know, they're only like what three, four minutes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, do you know what natural selection is? Yes. 
Okay, so natural selection. There's a lot of people thinks that thinks that we need to take warning labels off of things and just no. let natural selection happen. Maybe we should stop telling people not to listen to her in the car, and just maybe take those people out. Mm, the 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 left lane hazard drivers. Hmm, right. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Hmm, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean. This. Let's think about this for a second. Mm. That's a good. That's a good hypothesis. <laughs> I might have to think about that. <laughs> well, maybe they need to find their way <laughs> and do that on Thursday, which is on Thursday. They can tune into the Beebs, and and we should ask the Beebs that. See if they, we should do that. Yeah, we need to I, find I, our way into into doing that. But people need to find their way out the left lane. That's they do need to find their way out the left lane. But yeah. well. If not, they can find the way over to Beeb's podcast on Thursday. And then every day. Stupid history minute, baby. Stupid history yeah, minute. We got we got I, I I put this out there the other day and I'll put it out there again. If anybody could tell me the theme of June, that that would that uh, you know, it's at Kiblis, K E B L I V S on Twitter. And there is a very uh, apparent theme to June on the stupid history minute and anybody could tell me exactly what it is. Um, we might, uh, we might have some uh, stupid hip history minute, uh, um, a stupid history. How, how shall I say this without letting the cat out of the bag? Um, we'll have a stupid history minute present for you in the near future. Well, wait, you, you, but you're already done with the one theme that we just went through, right? Well, in May, we back half of May, we did sodas. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, my my wife sent me out to get a six-pack of Sprite at yeah. the grocery store last uh -huh. night. Uh -huh. But when I got home, I realized that I picked up that she's like, oh, God, I, I messed it up completely. She went to, <laughs> I can't even, re, I can't even get my own joke right. And story of my okay. life, she picked, went, to, went to send me to the grocery store to pick up a six-pack of Sprite. But when I got home, I realized I picked seven up. Mm. Wow. We, we waited wow. all that time for that. Got, yeah. It would have been funny if I got it right the first time. And yeah, need to work on your timing and delivery here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But no, they're they're in the very near future. This is a this is what they call in the business a teaser. In the very near future, this year, in the near future, there will be Stupid history minute giveaways of some sorts, mm -hmm. and very few. I've kept this very close to the chest, but it's almost time to let the cat out of the bag. So we'll just we'll just put it that way, you know. And that's something that I haven't even um, said on refiltered. So nice. it, it, it's exclusive to nailed it. Nice, um, but um, it will. Let's just leave it at that. They'll be good. anyhow. If if what was the question? Oh, if anybody can tell me the uh, the, the theme, theme to sure. June, um, then um, you'll be put on the list to to receive some goodies here in the near future for wow. free. Well, well, knowing you, it's got to be Pride Month. So anyway, um, don't forget <laughs> to listen to our friends at the hey, Man. Yeah, don't knock it if you try. You try it, yeah. <laughs> don't knock it until you try. It. Sorry, <laughs> family podcast. Family Speak podcast. Speaking of Pride Month, don't forget to check out the Two Penny on Fridays. 
Now that the the opinions of Saint Joe are, are <laughs> not the opinions of the Kev. Uh, no, they're good friends over there, Mike and Shay. They put on a good show, but it is a acquired taste. So, with ca- proceed with caution. Um, yeah, enjoying their Monday night YouTube. Thing. Yes, I feel like Monday. I'm like the only person in there. Yeah, I got to get on there. Monday night is uh, they do the live taping of the show. And they will surprise you. Sometimes they do live taping on Monday, and it's a completely different show on Friday. Yeah. It all depends on if Mike's internet works or not. (laughs) You guys used to make fun of mine. (laughs) (laughs) So it's all good. It's all good. Um, And then I do have to say um, to our good friends uh, over at Nefarious Nightmare, they are going to start a new series in June, uh, Mining the Beehive, and it is going to uh, come out to definitely check that their last one that they had um, led to actual capture of a uh, a criminal. Uh, so they're going to give some updates on it, and hopefully some of the stuff that they do could help solve uh, solve some cold case files or do some things and help some things out. So definitely check that out too. So uh, Keb, anything else? That's, uh, I, I, that's, that's what I got. All right. Yeah. Stop by, rate the show, share the show. I am, I am very, very close to a big milestone uh, on my pod. So please just share it with somebody. Tell them you like it. Send it out. Just all I need is a few more and get some things in. Uh, so, yeah, just please, if you can help me out. Uh, the only way that more people can find me is if you rate it and uh, and get it out there. So if you can help me do that, that would be great. Uh, so for St. Joe, uh, for the Keb, I want to tell everybody, have a great week. Remember, whatever you are doing, work hard, play hard but we'll make sure you nailed it. This podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information. Mm, nailed it.